This episode of Catch, Hook, and Shoot is dedicated to Lanny Poffo. Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on YouTube, uh, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to check out our link tree, which is linktree slash catch, hook, shoot, or scan the, uh, the QR code in the corner, and you'll find links to all of our social medias, the YouTube channel, the website, uh, all of the podcast platforms, our pro wrestling tea store, and all that kind of fun stuff. And if you ever want to shoot us an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So, uh, as you saw at the top of the show, we are starting off on a sad note yet again. Um, just a couple hours before I clicked record on this episode, um, it was uh, announced that uh, Lanny Poffo had passed away. Uh, Lanny Poffo, of course, the, uh, the younger brother of Macho Man Randy Savage, and... Uh, you know, great great wrestler in his own right. The uh, the genius gimmick that he had in WWE was uh, honestly one of the best heel gimmicks of its time. Uh, prior to that, known as Leaping Lanny Poffo. Um, you know, the uh, always had always had a poem. <laughs> he was a very prolific poet. Uh, had a new one every time he got in the ring. And uh, you know, on on a personal note, I. I was a Lanny Poffo fan. Lanny Poffo was the first wrestler that I ever saw do a moonsault. And I it was just the most amazing thing I had ever seen at the time. I mean, I was like a what, seven, eight-year-old kid. But uh, it, was, it was just amazing. He was also one of the first wrestlers I ever saw in a babyface versus babyface match. And this was in uh, the late 80s. And it was shown on Primetime Wrestling, and I cannot remember exactly who his opponent was. I want to say it was Tony Atlas, but I'm not 100% sure. So, excuse me if I don't have that uh, exactly correct. But, uh, like I said, it was the first time I ever saw a babyface versus babyface match. And, uh, you know, obviously it was a, a very technical match and things like that. And it uh, temper started to flare, so you saw a little pushing and shoving in the middle of the match. And uh, when it came down to the end Lanny Poffel lost and right after uh the three count he jumped up off the mat raised his opponent's hand you know showed a lot of sportsmanship and stuff like that and I just thought at that time again I was a young kid I just thought that was really cool because it was the first time I had seen a babyface versus babyface match uh, and then you know later on of course at that time nobody knew he and uh Randy Savage were brothers but uh, then, obviously, I got older, learned more about the business, learned, you know, some of the some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, found out there, 
they were brothers. They're both the sons of uh, of Angelo Pafo and things like that. And uh, you know, he was the uh, he was the one who inducted Randy Savage into the WWE Hall of Fame, which uh, you know that was that was really cool. Of course, he had a poem for that. And um, yeah, I actually actually had the chance to meet Lanny Poffo at the very first Starcast, which was attached to uh, the All In pay per view. And uh, just a, a nicer guy you did not want to meet. I mean, he in he and Jay Lethal, who was uh, using his Black Machismo gimmick for uh, for All In with Ring of Honor, uh, were sitting at the same table, you know, doing autographs, photo ops, and things like that. And uh, my ex wife was with me, and she she wanted to meet Lanny Poffo because she was a huge Randy Savage fan. And uh, so we went up to his table talked to him a little bit uh she told you know told him how big of a fan she was of randy savage um to so much so to the point she named her son randy after randy savage and lanny turned to jay lethal told him they both thought that was really cool and uh you know my uh my ex just she got overwhelmed started tearing up and everything and uh lanny poffo stood up from behind his table Gave her a big hug. He was wearing Randy Savage's Hall of Fame ring. Took the ring off his finger. Put it on her finger and took a picture with her. Did not ask for anything. Did not ask us to pay for the photo op. Just strictly out of the goodness of his heart because he saw how big of a fan she was of his brother. So that, you know, that's the the one memory that I, I'm you know, always going to cherish. And I mean, it was like a secondhand thing for me. It wasn't happening to me. It was happening to my, my wife at the time, but uh, I was just, it was an amazing moment. He was an amazing human being and, uh, just really, really a big loss. Cause he, he is another one who was, uh, just beloved throughout the wrestling business. If you've been, you know, on social media at all today, you, you've seen just the outpouring of, of love for, uh, for Lanny Poffo. So, uh, yeah. Rest in peace, Lanny Poffo, and uh, <laughs> yeah, just a couple episodes back in, we've already had to start two of them off this way, <laughs> so, but uh, so anyway, we're going to keep moving keep moving forward with uh, the show that I, I originally had planned for this week, so uh, we're going to get back into doing the uh, the segments that we, that we always did. Uh, prior to our little hiatus that we took and the way that we always started off is with something called the lead story all right so of course the lead story for this week is the royal rumble uh two winners were cody rhodes and rhea ripley so i uh got half my predictions right for the the winners of the rumble for the women's i had Liv morgan winning which uh hey she was a runner-up Lasted all the way from from the beginning, as did Rhea. Rhea went in at number one. Liv went in at number two. So uh, great showing by both of them. So Rhea Ripley uh, will get the title shot at WrestleMania, and she has challenged Charlotte Flair. Kind of a, a rematch from a, a couple years ago, where the uh, yeah during what what I call the pandemic WrestleMania, where there was no crowd. So uh, should be, I mean, should be an awesome match with Rhea and Charlotte, unless Charlotte happens to lose the title before Mania, but I'm not thinking that's going to happen. And, of course, Cody Rhodes is going to be challenging Roman Reigns for the uh, undisputed WWE Universal Championship. So uh, as it stands right now, it is going to be for both belts. So it should be, you know, I mean, it's sounding like a, a pretty good 
two uh two main events for for WrestleMania this year. So I mean, I don't I don't think there was any doubt that Cody was going to win, uh especially the way that they built up his comeback. I just I wish they had not announced his entry into the Rumble beforehand. That's the only thing I didn't like because I think it diminished him showing up. I mean, he still got a good reaction and everything, but, you know, had they not done that buildup and just let him come out at number 30 as a surprise, then, you know, I think it would have just added to it. But, you know, I'm sure WWE has their reasons for doing what they do. It's just, that's how I would have done it. But, you know, that's why Triple H runs WWE and I don't. (laughs) So it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, should be a good uh, two nights of uh, main events for WrestleMania. I'm definitely looking forward to it. So uh, let's move on to the next segment of the show, which is called the Match of the Week. All right, so this week's Match of the Week actually comes from AEW Dynamite. And it is uh, Samoa Joe versus Darby Allin for the TNT Championship. Uh, and it was a no-holds-barred match, and... Just right out of the gate. I mean, it was insane. Darby Allen came out wearing a hoodie with thumbtacks all over it and just started, like, body-splashing Samoa Joe. And that kind of set the tone for the match. I mean, the the canvas was pulled back in the ring to expose the boards. There were tables. There were... Both guys were bleeding. It, it was just... It, it, yeah. <laughs> but it was an awesome match between these two. Samoa Joe did come out victorious, so he is once again the TNT champion and the Ring of Honor television champion, hence why he calls himself the king of television. And, uh, But yeah, definitely, definitely worth watching. If you didn't watch Dynamite this week, if you haven't seen this match, make it a point to go back and watch this one, especially if you're into the hardcore, no-holds-barred type of matches. Definitely worth the watch. So uh, yeah, Samoa Joe... Darby Allen for the TNT Championship from AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday is this week's match of the week. Just a freaking awesome match. So moving right along, the next segment of the show is where I count down my basically my favorite like top three moments from uh, from the past week, and it is called the three count. So first up on the three count this week, Sami Zayn is out of the bloodline. Um, yeah, if you watch the Royal Rumble, you saw Samoa Joe, or Samoa Joe, right, Roman Reigns <laughs> retained the Universal Championship against uh, Kevin Owens, and you could just see throughout the match, Sami Zayn was very conflicted, at one point Roman asked him for a uh, for a chair, Sami was very hesitant to give it to him, eventually he did, and uh, you know, Roman, like I said, retained the championship, it was a great match between these two, um, yeah, a lot of drama with with the Sami Zayn part. And after the match, Roman and the Usos just proceeded to beat the hell out of Kevin Owens. Um, beating him with a chair, handcuffing him to the ropes, it just basically decimating him. And at one point, uh, Owens was handcuffed to the ropes. Roman was going to smash him over the head with the chair. Sami got in his way, made him stop. And Roman tried to hand the chair to Sami. He didn't want it, didn't want to do it, didn't. Didn't want any part of this beatdown on Kevin Owens. Uh, eventually, Sammy took the chair, and as soon as Roman turned his back, Sammy blasted Roman in the back with the chair. And uh, that that was basically it. Then Sammy caught, caught the beatdown, and, uh, you know, Jey Uso basically was just, like, 
did not participate in the beatdown of Sammy. Actually, ended up leaving the ring while Sammy was being beaten down by Jimmy Uso, Roman, and Solo Sokoa. So there, there's obviously some tension there, and uh, you know this is obviously. I'm sure we're going to find out tonight on SmackDown, but this is obviously setting up a. Uh, I would I would think a match with Sammy and Roman coming up at Elimination Chamber, which is in Montreal. You know, Sammy's Sammy's hometown. Sammy and Kevin Owens, both of them are from uh, from Quebec, so obviously going to set that up. Uh, but yeah, just an awesome awesome payoff to the Sami Zayn storyline that's been going on for so long with the the dissension in the bloodline and everything. Number two on the three count, Gunther entered the Rumble at number one and lasted all the way to the end. He was the last person eliminated by Cody Rhodes, broke the record for a uh, traditional standard Royal Rumble, meaning the 30-man Royal Rumble, uh, 71 minutes an hour and 11 minutes and I think 25 seconds. So, I mean, <laughs> just blew the record away. And there are a lot of people upset that Gunther didn't win it. But I, I get it. But you know WWE is going to go with the, you know, the, the Cody Rhodes storyline. I mean, that's that's just that's just the way it is. <laughs> you know, but this was, uh, I mean, Gunther was an established star already. Uh, especially, you know, for uh, fans who follow the indies. But I think this really, if he was not cemented in everybody's mind already as a superstar in the WWE, he should be now. <laughs> so, you know, I definitely think you're going to see Gunther breaking into the uh, the main event scene sooner rather than later. So if the fans can be a little bit patient, you'll you'll see Gunther up there. I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, the first... Uh, first challenger for the uh, the championship after WrestleMania. And number three on the three count, the return of Wardlow. Came out at the end of AEW Dynamite after Samoa Joe won the uh, the TNT championship. Of course, Joe first won the title from Wardlow, put him out of action, cut his hair, all this kind of stuff. So Wardlow comes back, and uh, yeah, so it looks like uh, the, that's going to renew the rivalry with Wardlow and uh, and Samoa Joe. So I'm definitely looking forward to that because those are two big, hard-hitting, just hosses. So I can't uh, can't wait to see some of those matches. Uh, getting into some other stuff from the week. Saw quite a few returns uh, during the Royal Rumble. Uh, Chelsea Green is back in the WWE. Nia, Nia Jax is back in the WWE. Um... <laughs> Logan Paul was in the Royal Rumble, uh, just a sick spot between Logan Paul and Ricochet, standing on opposite sides of the ring. They both did a springboard into the ring from the apron and just collided in midair. It sounded like a gun going off when the two of them hit each other. It wasn't even any specific move. They just springboarded from opposite ends of the ring and just smacked together. And it was it was great, not going to lie. And I'm not a Logan Paul fan, so... Um, I would think that that could be a WrestleMania match right there, Logan Paul and Ricochet. I, it would not surprise me. I think it would be a very entertaining match. Uh, Edge made his comeback at, during the Rumble, and uh, of course started right back up with the uh, with the Bloodline or the Bloodline. Man, I am way off today. <laughs> the uh, the Judgment Day. So uh, I'm sure that's leading to a WrestleMania program. Michelle McCool. Uh, was entered into the women's Royal Rumble, which that was that was kind of a fun spot because she was actually sitting ringside with her daughters, 
uh, just her and her daughters. Undertaker wasn't at ringside with them. And when the buzzer went off and her music hit, she just kind of stood up, took her jacket off, and hopped in the ring. So it was, it was a cool spot. Uh, Booker T came back during the men's rumble, which apparently he was not informed of that until uh, during the uh, the pre-show. So <laughs> I guess it's good that he had his gear with him. That's that old uh, wrestling wrestling adage, you know, always bring your gear because you never know when you're going to get tapped to get in the ring. Uh, we had Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez, and uh, Zoe Stark from uh, NXT all appearing in the Women's Royal Rumble, and Piper Niven. Yes, Piper Niven, not Dewdrop. Piper Niven was in the Women's Rumble, so uh, that that was definitely cool. When because when her name popped up on the screen, I literally sat up in my chair. I was like, "Wait, does that say Piper Niven? Is she's not Dewdrop anymore?" So, kudos to uh, Triple H or who, whoever's idea it was to change her name back. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> let's see anything else interesting that happened here. Oh, Beth Phoenix uh, came uh, came out during. The uh, the rumble while Edge was fighting with Judgment Day towards the back, Beth Phoenix came out and speared Rhea Ripley. And this was before the women's rumble, so you know Rhea Rhea went into the women's rumble at number one after having already taken a spear from from Beth Phoenix earlier in the night. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Gunther and Cody Rhodes, as I already talked about, were the last two, and uh, so it was number one and number 30 is the last two in the ring, and I believe that's a first. I could be wrong, but I don't recall off the top of my head seeing that before, so that that's just a, a pretty cool pretty cool dynamic there, number one and number 30 being the last two in the ring. Uh, and then in the women's rumble, the last two in the ring were Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, which were numbers one and two, of course, reminiscent of uh, Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog, so... Some uh, some cool cool finishes to the Rumble matches. Uh, another interesting spot there in the men's Rumble. Rey Mysterio was supposed to come out. I think it was number seventeen, and his you know the buzzer went off. His music hit. He never came out. Uh, came out later. He you know injured. That's why he wasn't in it. But the way that they uh, played it out was the next entrant was Dominic, and he came out carrying Rey's mask and you know tearing it up or trying to tear it up. <laughs> and uh, Michael Cole made a point of saying. You know, oh, he hasn't earned the right to have that mask and things like that. So I would say this is definitely setting up Ray versus Dominic at WrestleMania for the mask, a match that's been talked about for a few years already, ever since it was announced that Dominic was training to uh, to get in the ring. So looks like they're going to finally pull the trigger on that one. And I'd, I'd be surprised if Dominic doesn't win. I mean, you know, Ray's got to be... Ray's got to be contemplating retirement at this point, so, I mean, we'll have to see, but i definitely say they're setting that uh, that match up. And then the, uh, yeah, they made the announcements for the Elimination Chamber matches coming up at the next pay-per-view. The Men's Chamber match is going to be for the United States title, so it's going to be Austin Theory against, you know, five other opponents. And the, for the, uh, on the women's side, the uh, the Chamber match is going to be for the number one contender for the uh, the Raw Championship at WrestleMania. So, should be uh should be a decent pay-per-view. I'll I'll definitely be checking that one out as well. So uh that's going to do it for news and rumors for the week. So right now I'm going to throw it over to Charlie G and he's here with your indie cut. I don't know if you like podcasts or if you don't like podcasts, but damn it, the indie cut with Charlie G. If you don't like podcasts, you're about to like podcasts. Go watch the indie cut with Charlie G, damn it. It's the finest podcast amongst all podcasts.
Thank you, Tom and the Briscoe Brothers. Uh, hey there, wrestling friends. I'm Charlie G with your two-week recap of this week's Indie Cut. Uh, we begin with Friday, January 20th, uh, Stardom New Blood. It's on free and on YouTube if you'd like to see it. Uh, they had New Blood Tag Team Title Tournament First Round Matches. So we had Amy, Sarai, and Nanami defeating Momoka Hanazona and Momo Kogo. Uh, Chanyota, Chanyota and Mai Sakurai defeat Hina and Lady C. Karma and Starlight Kid defeated Maria May and Saya Brookside. That's right, Saya Brookside's in stardom now. Uh, then we had Mirai and Tomoka Inaba defeat Hanan and Saeeda. Uh, I'm going to stick with Stardom and Saturday. Their uh, Stardom Award 2022 show. So they had a future or Stardom title match with champion Amy Sarai defeating May Saruk Sakura. It makes soccer, right? There you go. For Triangle Derby matches, we got Izumi, Sai Kamatani, and Yutami Hayashita winning. They have five points. Uh, Micah Ozaki, Maya Yukai, and Ram, Ram Kaicho have four points. Uh, Hiragi Kuruma, Risa Sarah, and Susi Suzuki have eight. Uh, Nani Takahashi, Yuna Mizumori, and you have six points. And then in the main event of the show is a Julia Gauntlet match, where Julia went to a ten-minute draw with just about everyone except for Hina, and she beat Hina in two minutes. Uh, sticking with the Derby, we move to Sari, January twenty-eighth. Uh, triangle Derby matches. So we had Julia, Mai Sakurai, and Tekla have four points. Maria May, Mina Sirikawa, and Zaya Brookside have six. Amy Sarai, Mirai, and Suri have seven. Uh, Nani Takahashi, Yuna Mizumori, and Yu have eight. Uh, then we had Azumi, Saya Kamatani, and Yutami Hashita have seven to the 29th of January. Uh, Natsupoi, Tom Nakano, and Saki have six. Amy Sarai, Mirai, and Suri have nine. Uh, Micah, Saki, Maya, Yukai, and Ram Kaicho have six. And then Maria May, Mina Sirikawa, and Zaya Brookside have eight as well. Uh, sticking in Japan, Sunday to Saturday the 21st, uh, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 17, Day 2. Yeah, a couple weeks later, but they had a Day 2. This is pretty much New Japan versus Noah. Um, uh, you know. Uh, nothing really of importance here. Uh, they had uh, Congo versus L LIJ Best of 5 series, and of course LIJ won that. Uh, the next day, it was Sunday the 22nd, where I believe the Okada, uh, I can't think of his name, had the little beef, so check that out if you can. 
Also on the 22nd of January, we had Noah's Great Muda's Final Bye Bye show. So let's get some winners here. Uh, they had a women's tag match of Jungle Kiona and Siri uh, Anue, uh, defeating Maya Yukai and Nazi Samir. A pretty good match there. Uh, Timothy, Thatcher, Timothy Thatcher defeated Masaki Mochizuki. Ah, oh, we had Anthony Green, Jack Morris, and Jake Lee defeated Daki Inaba, Masa Kitamiya, and Yosaki Inamori. Uh, ah, here we go. Amakusha Ninja Mac, yeah, our buddy Ninja Mac, and Ultimo Dragon Team to defeat Dante Leon, KZY, and Yohei. I haven't seen that name in a long time, so uh, good for Ninja Mac and Dante Leon to be over in Noah. Get more uh, get more eyes on them. Then there was uh, Dr. Wagner Jr., Kaito Kiyomiya, Satoshi Kojima, and Takashi Segura defeating excuse me, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Kanoi, Manabu Soya, and Masakatsu Funaki. Uh, and then main event it was Darby Allen, Sting, Team of the Great Muda to defeat Akira, Hakushi, and Emoji Mirafuji. This was a fun match. Uh, I believe some people have this on YouTube if you can find it. Uh, it was mostly Darby, Sting, uh, being a Hakushi for the Great Muda to uh, do his fi uh, finishing move. Uh, I just found out that he tore both hamstrings in the match. So him against Naito uh, should still happen, but he is in some pain right now. <laughs> Saw the best of Muda. I mean, he moved kind of well for most of the match, and then at the end, if you see his press conference, he's being wheeled around in a wheelchair, so now we know why. Uh, to Sunday, January 29th, and Tokyo Yoshi Pro. More tournament matches there. Uh, semi-final says Maki Ito and Miyu Yamashita to defeat Juri Nagano and Moko Miyamoto and we Hyper Marshall and Soka Nakajima defeating Miyu Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi uh, over to England now in progress chapter 148 start spreading the news uh, on Sunday, January 22nd, uh, the news is they are no longer on the Peacock Network, or the WWE Network, however you want to put it. Uh, they are back on demand slash progress.com, so check that out if you can. It came out on the 28th. So some uh, matches on this. We had for the Progress Women's Title Contendership, uh, we had... Re, not Rio, but Rio, R-H-I-O, uh, won that. Leo Rush defeated Danny Black. Yep, that Leo Rush. Uh, for the Progress Women's title, champion Lana Austin defeated Session Moth Martina. For their tag team championships, uh, champions Chuck Mambo and T.K. Cooper defeated K. Lycos and K. Lycos II. And for their Progr Progress World title, 
Champion Spike Trivet defeated Gene Murph, Gene Money. Uh, I haven't kept up with them, and I guess I can't now anymore <laughs> because they're off of the Peacock Network. Uh, finally, back here in the states, we go to Friday, January twentieth, and GCW Don't Talk to Me on Fight TV. Uh, Nick Wayne defeated Ariz, Arez. Uh, Blake Christian defeated Andrew Everett. Jordan Oliver defeated Kerry Morton for the GCW Tag Titles. Cyclope and Mido Extremo retained against Dougie Duckings of Lance Lude and Rob Kiljoy. Tony Deppen defeated Ricky Morton in a despicable way. Uh, then a four-way tag match was Mance Warner and Matthew Justice defeating Bojack and Lucky Ali. Uh, Caleb Connolly and Zane Riley, and George South with John Wayne Mur Murdoch. Uh, pretty interesting. Of course, it was all, all over the place, so it was pretty cool to see. And then their main event was Vikingo defeating Gringo Loco in the match of the week. Pretty much, uh, Gringo, uh, he, he pretty much destroyed Vikingo. I don't know how he made it to Warrior Wrestling the next night, but there's some spots in there, just... Gringo Loco stole, they, and Vikingo stole the show, stole the week of matches, so check that out if you can. Stick with GCW the next day, take a picture 2023. Uh, we had Hunter Drake winning an eight-way scramble match. Blake Christian defeating Cabana Man Dan. Uh, Gringo Loco defeating Arez, not a great match. Mike Jackson defeated Markle Stunt. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Sawyer Rock defeated Billy Starks. Cole Radrick defeated Ali Ketch. And then for the G7 tag titles, it was Cyclope and Muno Extremo defeating uh, Jordan Alver and Nick Wayne. And a very good tag match there. Sticking with the GCW theme, they were versus New South on Sunday the 22nd. Uh, Jordan Oliver defeated Tyler Franks. Uh, Cabana Man Dan defeated Tony Deppen. For the New South title, champion Kenzie Page, with the title belt is almost as big as her, defeated Billy Starks, which the title belt engulfed her, so check that out if you can. The, the, this title is this massively huge, and kind of funny to watch both these women try and hold on to it in sight. Uh, so yeah. Uh, there was a 12-man tag match. Uh, so Team New South won this, Braden Toon, Chris Crunk, Kevin Ryan, Marcus Dillon, Rolando Perez, and Steve Michaels, or Stephen Michaels, defeating Perez, Cole Radrick, Gringo Local, Jimmy Lloyd, Marcus Manners, and Yoya. So yeah, Gringo Local worked all three days. So props to him. All great matches. Uh, another tag match, Ali Ketch and Effie defeated Kerry Awful and Nick Iggy. Blake Christian defeated Hunter Drake. And fine match there. And then... Uh, Secret Play and Muno Extremo defeated Logan James and Tyler Matrix. On to the rest of the Indies. Friday, January 20th, the five most dangerous wrestling from Washington. From Tacoma, Washington, uh, Artemis Spencer defeated Davy Richards. Marina Safir defeated Cat Power. Uh, the Dark Order made an appearance with Alex Reynolds and Evil Uno defeating Miles DeVille and Sebastian Wolfe. And then we had Judas Icarus and Travis Williams defeating 
Uh, Chris Voros and Patrick Voros. To Denver, Colorado. Lucha Libre and Laughs. We're Not Black by Dawn. Called the President. Interesting name there. Uh, for their women's title, their four-way match. So Heidi Howitzer defeated champion Edith Cerillo, Rochelle Riveter, and Trish Adora to become the champion. So she's also another double, another double champion. And the main event was Dalton Castle versus Dak Draper. So a little impact wrestling more or less in that son. Down to Mexico and CMLL for the NWA World Historic Welterweight title match. Rocky Romero defeated Valdor Jr. to become the champion, ending his 1,600-day reign. Uh, he, only he only defended it eight times, so not that big of a deal to me. It is what it is. So, um, uh, to Sari, during 21st, and Warrior Wrestling 27. I'll go over the winners now. Uh, Brian Pilling Jr. defeated Beastman. Christopher Daniels defeated Eli Knight. Kanosuke Takeshita defeated Zachary Wentz. Uh, Max Paler defeated Tudy Lynn. At the end of the match, Frank the Clown uh, contracted Max Paler for the next show. So I don't get the. It's whatever with that guy. Uh, then we had Frank the Clown in LCC. Uh, Storm Grayson and Trevor Outlaw defeated August Matthews and Davey Bang. Calvin Tankman defeated Warhorse. Queen Amanada defeated Callie Ray. For the Warrior Wrestling Championship, Casey DeMarro retained against Muddy Matthews. I talked about that the other time. And then for the AAA Mega title and the Warrior Wrestling Lucha title, uh, Vikingo defeated Flamita and Ray Horse to become new champion. So we're to Kent, Ohio, and AIW Wasted Youth. Uh, Dominic Green defeated Sydney Von England. Joshua Bishop and Wes Barkley defeated Calvin G. Lewis and Malcolm Cambridge. Uh, and their main event was Arthur MacArthur, Chuck Stone, Joshua Bishop, and Wes Barkley uh, defeating Derek Dillinger, Eric Taylor, Mikey Montgomery, and the Duke. Over to Pomona, California, and Prestige Vendetta. Uh, Davy Richard defeated Tyler Bateman. Evil Uno took on Draco Fatu to a double DQ. Uh, Sonico defeated Shuma Katsumato uh, in a fun match uh, featuring Legos, uh, so check that out if you can. Uh, Kin Kid Bandit defeated Robert Martyr. Mao defeated Kevin Blackwood in a very fine match there. And then for the Ring of Honor Women's title, champion Athena defeated Miyu Yamashita in an outstanding match there as well. Also on the 21st, it was AAA uh, it, down in Mexico. Uh, let's see. We talked about Pentagon and PsychoCon defeating Dog on Savadonis. They also had Commander defeating Jack Cartwheel. Mr. Iguana teamed with Nino Hamagasa to, to defeat SB Kento and Takuma. And then we had Bestia 666 and Wolf with Pagano defeating Aramis, Vampiro, and Willie Mack. So I can't wait to see this show. On to Sunday, January 22nd. Uh, Big Lucha and Galley Lucha here in Melrose Park, Illinois. Uh, for the Galley Discovery title, champion Aaron Stone defeated Bandolero and Skyad. 
for the Galley Women's title, champion Misa Kate defeated Susie Love. And then the Copa beginning 2023 match, Bandito, uh, Galina, Galino Del Mar and Ray Horse defeated Axel Rico, Chuko, and Che Manny, along with uh, Action Jackson, Imperado, Emperor, Emperador, Azteca, and Flamita. Sorry if I really destroyed those names. On to Monday, January 23rd. Uh, Naptown All Pro. And I'm going to go all over the place today. Uh, Calvin Tankman defeated Solomon Tapatupu. Sawyer Rock defeated Cole Radrick. And Lee Moore. Uh, here we go. Chase Holiday and Sean Kemp defe uh, defended their Emerge tag titles against Brogan Finley and Damian Turner. And in the main event was Lee Moriarty defeating Billy Starks. On to Friday, January 27th, St. Louis Anarchy, Gateway to Anarchy 2023, in Alton, Illinois, Davey Vega defeated Thomas Shire, Craig Mitchell defeated Anakin Murphy, the one called Manders <clears throat> defeated Gary J, Billy Starks defeated Evan Helistico, Jeremy Wyatt defeated Mandow Connolly, for the destination title, champion Chris Christian Rose defeated Kenny Alfonso. And in the main event, for their Gateway Heritage title, champion Derek Neal defeated Warhorse. Uh, I saw that match pretty good. Uh, little bad doings at the end, so Derek Neal retained with his dastardly deeds. Uh, on to Saturday, January 28th. No Peace Underground from Orlando, Florida. Uh, Jamie Senegal and Joey Janela. What a team. <laughs> uh, defeated Balakin, Aiki, and May Siruga. So good to see them all over the place in the States. Uh, down to Mexico and the Crash uh, Festival uh, 11. I got that. All right. Black Destiny and Extreme Tiger defeated Adam Brooks and Travis Banks. Uh, uh Azul, El Tejano Jr., uh, and Pearls Jr. defeated Blue Demon Jr., Dr. Wagner Jr., and Rayo Helisico Jr. And a and then in a hair versus hair cage match, Toto defeated Proximo. On to Sunday, January 29th. Uh, Future Stars of Wrestling from Las Vegas, Nevada on Fight TV. So if you'd like to check this out. For the Nevada State title, best two out three falls. Uh, Gregory Sharp defeated uh, champion Gregory Sharp defeated Damian Drake two falls to one for the FSW tag titles uh, Fresco and Watson defeated champions Hero Leo and Shogun Jones to become the champions for their no lumpens title uh, Danny Limite defeated champion Matt Vandergriff to become the champion there for their women's title in a steel cage match Champion Viva Van defeated Maserati. Uh, also in a steel cage match, Nick Zander defeated Nick Gotti. And for their heavyweight title, also in a cage match, Ice Williams defeated champion Hammerstone to become new champion. So, Hammerstone's still fighting over there for them, so that's pretty cool. To Beyond Wrestling and Mike Snow 
Film Worcester Mass, which is probably did snow, and IWTV. Baliki and Aki and Mace Ruga defeated Jay Lyon and Midas Black. Uh, Gabriel Sky and Trishan Tai defeated Janai Kai and Yoya. Trish Adora defeated Manders. Love Dove de defeated Little Mean and Kathleen. Bobby Orlando defeated Becca. For the IWTV Independent Wrestling title, champion Matt Tremont defeated Sydney Machabella. I can only imagine how that match went. Wheeler Yuta defeated Marcus Mathers. Dustin Waller and Kylon King defeated Akira and Masaslamovich. And the main event was Alec Price defeating Leo Rush. And then finally, Destiny New Beginnings from Canada, also from the 29th. For their vacant Destiny New Era title, Ren Jones defeated Zach Patterson to become new champion. Tarek defeated Alan Angels. For the Destiny Wrestling World title, Steve Macklin defeated champion Aiden Price, Prince to become new champion. And for the Destiny World Tag Titles, the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban defeated Gabriel Forza and Vaughn Vertical, who were champions. Uh, so the Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns are champions in Canada. Uh, congrats to them. So before I wrap things up, as I am recording this Thursday afternoon and about an hour and a half ago, uh, I read that uh, Lanny Poffo passed away. Um, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan passed that along on Twitter. I uh, believe it is true. There's a lot of uh, news affiliates uh, now covering it, saying that he did pass away. Uh, sad to hear him go. As you can see, I'm a fan of the Macho Mans, as he pointed straight up. Um, sad to see this happen because um, tomorrow, Friday the 3rd, he was going to do a meet and greet, uh, I believe, over on the East Coast. Um, so obviously, I uh, feel sorry for those fans. Uh, condolences to the Poffo family. Um, yeah, he was a real cool guy. I was found him on uh, Facebook. So uh, the genius Lanny Poffo uh, passes away. Another week, another uh, another good one gone. But uh, yeah, all the best. Rest in peace, Lanny. Uh, you were pretty cool. I, the first remembrance of him, uh, Andre the Giant busting him open on Saturday Night Street event. Uh, he talked about that, talked about that on his podcast. So check that out if you feel you know want to. Bit of a uh, deep dive to find that is four years ago, but it pops up nowadays. So um, all the best to the Poffo family. So now that's a wrap for me. Till next time. Uh, thank you for listening or watching. Um, if you'd like to pass anything along, please email the show. Uh, take care. Keep safe. Be kind, to everyone. And enjoy your wrestling. Reference. All right. Thank you, Charlie. And uh, so we're going to keep it moving along into our next segment of the show here. And that is my top five of the week. All right. So the top five is basically just the, the five wrestlers who I think made the biggest impact for the week. No, no pun intended for Impact Wrestling, but, uh, you know, just strictly my opinion. It's, this is by no means definitive, so, you know, take it for what it is. But uh, for this week, my top five, um, I'd have to say tied for the top spot is Cody and Rhea winning the Rumble, getting the uh, the main event matches 
at WrestleMania. That that's obviously the the biggest biggest story of the week. Um, and then next would be Sami Zayn. the The storyline with him and the Bloodline has been fantastic over the last few months, and you know, finally seeing it pay off. I mean, it, it just elevated Sammy as a top babyface and just got even more heat on Roman as the as the top heel in the company. So it it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It was executed perfectly in my opinion and you know it got a ton of uh, of sympathy for Sammy and for Kevin Owens for that matter and it was just very well done great payoff for that storyline it's still not over yet obviously because you're gonna you know we're gonna see Sammy and Roman uh, at least once you know at the next uh, next pay-per-view uh, next on the top five would be Gunther breaking the record for longest time in the Rumble and uh yeah, just showed, you know, not only what a powerhouse he is, which everybody already knew, but what a workhorse he is. I mean, an hour and 11 minutes he spent in that ring. That is insane. I want to see anybody go do some hardcore cardio for an hour and 11 minutes. You know, go go last an hour and 11 minutes in any kind of wrestling match. I mean, it was just... It was, honestly an amazing accomplishment for for Gunther so definite props to him and like I like I said I I think this is going to be his catapult into that that main event uh main event scene most likely after Wrestlemania and uh last but not least on the top five Wardlow making his comeback to you know huge huge pop on Dynamite um Samoa Joe just in the ring looking terrified and Wardlow comes running down it was just it was you know very cool return I mean it's been done a million times with a million different guys but it's always cool when it happens because you know especially when it's unexpected so Wardlow's return gets the uh the the fifth spot in my top five for this week so now this next segment on the show is where I just have a little bit of fun get to play uh kind of armchair booker if you will and that's called the uh the fantasy booker So my fantasy booker for this week is a match between two guys who I have had the pleasure of calling matches for at uh, Warrior Wrestling, and I I don't know if they've ever actually wrestled each other on the indies. Uh, I know they haven't in any of the major companies, but uh, I don't uh, I don't think they've ever wrestled each other on the indies. This match was actually pitched for AEW Dynamite back in May, and they couldn't get the deal done. Um, you know, they couldn't come to an agreement. But uh, the match that I, I am booking this week is Killer Cross, Carrion Cross, whatever you want to call him, versus Wardlow. You know, like I said, it was pitched for Dynamite back in May, supposedly, but AEW could not come to an agreement with Cross. Um, you know, this was during Wardlow's reign as TNT champion, uh, doing like open challenges, that kind of thing. I mean, having seen both of these guys wrestle on the indies, if you've only ever seen them in AEW and WWE, you haven't seen everything they can do. I mean, you see a pretty good, you get a pretty good idea of what Wardlow's all about in AEW. But if you've ever seen them on the indies, where there's you know less restrictions on on what they can do and stuff like that, you know that's the kind of match I want to see with these guys. I just want to see these two beat the living shit out of each other. 
<laughs> it sounds horrible, but it would just be, it would be a fight. It would just be brutal and probably bloody and just violent. And it, it would be awesome. I would love to see these two guys in the ring together. Uh, hopefully, you know, they're, they're, they both still have long careers in front of them. So hopefully we'll get to see this one day. But uh, I just think it would be an amazing, amazing match. Like I said, I've seen them both live at Warrior Wrestling. And, uh, you know, that was the first place I saw Wardlow. And I will always, always tout my claim to fame. I had the first interview with Wardlow after he signed with AEW. Me. Nobody else. Me. <laughs> and I'm going to I am gonna keep pounding that home for the rest of my life because I got because I got that that interview but uh and Killer Cross another one I I got to meet him in Scarlet um at a at a warrior show as well awesome people same thing with Wardlow nicest guy in the world uh, but in the ring they're, they're both freaking killers so I want to see them just go go at each other in the ring so hopefully you know sooner or later one of these years we'll we'll get to see that so uh yeah, we're going to get into the uh, the final segment of the show where I basically just kind of rant for a minute or two, and it's called The Weekly Hot Take. All right, so my hot take for this week, and maybe it's not that hot of a take because I know there's a lot of people that are asking the same question. Why? Why did WWE bring back Nia Jax? And, you know, a lot of people say she's dangerous and things like that. And, you know, when when that first started becoming a thing, I, I was one who tried to, like, I, I don't know if stand up for her is the right word, but tried to say, you know, hey, give her a chance. I mean, it's wrestling stuff happens. Injuries happen. People get hurt. Accidents happen. It's a thing. It's wrestling. You know, like Jim Ross likes to say, it's not ballet. Um, but, uh, you know, it, that only goes so far. You know, there comes a point where so many people have gotten injured. It's And, and it's, you know, against the same person. You, you have to start asking, okay, is, is this person careless? Is this person you know, lacking in their skills, what's the deal? Why is it always happening with this person? You know, you have to ask those questions. Now, maybe she's honed her skills since she's been out. I don't know. She She's only been in the Rumble. We haven't seen her in an actual one-on-one match. And, you know, I will say it was entertaining watching her get beat down and thrown out by every other woman in the ring. But, um, you know, but not only that, not only the injuries and things like that that happened in her matches. The amount of trash that she talked after she got released, it's like she was trying to burn that bridge. She she was just pouring more and more fuel on it and lighting those matches, and it, it for some reason it just wouldn't burn. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, she's still, you know, if you pay attention to social media, she's obviously still friends with a lot of the, the women's roster in WWE, a lot of the men's roster, too. So, 
you know, maybe something happened behind the scenes and everything's all good on that front. Maybe she did go get some more training and honed her skills a little bit and can work safer in the ring now. I don't know. You know, it, it's possible. But uh, just at, at, on the surface, at face value, it just seems like a very weird, bad move on, on WWE's side. But, uh, you know, time will tell. We'll see when she actually gets back in the ring one-on-one with somebody. You know, we'll see if uh, if it's business as usual with, uh, with Nia Jax. So it just... And... and it was very telling, I guess is the best word, that her entrance was botched. You know, before the timer even ran out, before you even got the 10-second timer, her name popped up on the on the Tron and on the, the ring apron. So, you know, hopefully that's not foreshadowing what her matches are going to be like. But you know, when, when her entry into the Rumble, you know, is botched from the get-go, it's not a good sign. So I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping it goes well. I'm hoping it was a smart move. I'm hoping WWE knows what they're doing on this one. But I don't have high hopes. I'll say that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my hot take for the week. That is going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, Again, I want to say thank you so much to everybody for listening and watching and subscribing on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search Catch, Hook, and Shoot. You'll be able to find the show. Head to our link tree, which is linktree slash catch hook shoot, or scan this little QR code in the corner of your screen, and you'll find links to our website, all of our social medias, uh, YouTube, all the podcast platforms, pro wrestling tees, all that kind of fun stuff. Anything about the show, you can find it on our link tree. Uh, and again, if you ever want to shoot us an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, once again, rest in peace to Lanny Poffo. Condolences to his friends, his family, of course, his fans like myself. Um, yeah, just a huge loss to the wrestling community. He, from the little bit of interaction that I had with him, he was just an awesome, just, just a good, just a good guy, you know, just a nice guy. And, you know, It's just, again, I don't know how else to say it. It's a huge loss for the wrestling community. So with that, I'm going to wrap things up. Thank you again for uh, listening or watching. And I hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy all the great wrestling, and we will talk to you guys soon. Mm